we'd like to welcome you back to our third and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study and emergency health alert for May 11, 2020. I'm, on, I'm already on page 23 of the PDF for today. So we've already covered a ton of ground. And continuing, 1.4 million people to die from untreated TB, tuberculosis, due to coronavirus lockdown. I just thought I'd mention this. Around 1.4 million people are expected to die from untreated TB infections due to the coronavirus lockdown, according to research published by the Imperial College London and John Hopkins University. Up to 6.3 million people are predicted to develop TB between now and 2025, and 1.4 million are expected to die as cases go undiagnosed and untreated during the lockdown. Again, this is yet one more way they're depopulating the planet. All under the guise of saving us and protecting us. Lucia Detua, head of the Global Partnership to End Tuberculosis, said that she was sickened by the revelation and the situation would set back global efforts to NTB by at least eight years. Current End Times headlines. I haven't even got to those yet. And these are just headlines I have I can't cover because I don't have time. A COVID state of mind. America's mental health suffers as anti-anxiety drug prescriptions soar. And again, can you imagine what it's going to be like when they put the children back in the public school systems and probably even private because I guess they're going to probably make the private ones do the same thing. Can you imagine having to adhere to the, the to the guidelines that I read you before in the last part, the Canadian guidelines for the one school, which America will probably have similar ones. You're going to have kids going nuts. And they're going to have to heavily medicate them in order to get them compliant. Far, far greater level than, than we've ever seen. And then Dr. Rashid Buttar uh, is calling on on other doctors to come forth and speak out. Now that's a long video. I didn't play it. If it would have been a shorter video, I would have, but it's a whole video on that. And um, some of these, yeah, see, that's that's another that's another video um, platform. It's not YouTube, so you'll be able to watch it. Urgent stores notified of product and food allergies lasting until late September now. Robot dogs now patrol park enforcing social distancing. No, oh, that's neat, that's neat. China conducts violent raid on Christian church, drags worshipers out of service. I'm assuming this is over the COVID-19 thing. Of course, you're going to have that. You can't assemble and worship God together because of COVID-19. NPD tackles, smacks, and punches a person who merely objected to enforcement of social distancing. So that, again, the new normal. Another respiratory therapist blowing the whistle about the improper use of ventilators that is harming people. So if you want to watch that video. Uh, then AT&T cellular users are tracked continuously. Even when the phone is turned off, just so you know, but that's probably true of every single, particularly smartphone. And then ICU nurse in New York City. And again, what you might want to do is go get like a track phone and don't put it under your name, you know, register it under whatever. Don't see any problems with that. If you, if you want to go out and about, use that. And they keep that thing shielded. That's that's a way around this. You know, there's no law against what I just told you. So I'm just telling you, if if you want to keep a you want to keep as low a profile as possible. Uh, ICU nurse in, in New York City, COVID-19 patients being medically mismanaged and murdered. 
Dallas salon owner gets seven days in jail for reopening. And then the governor, the governor orders immediate release of jailed salon owners. So that was good. It was a little bit of positive news there. Distance resistance. New York, New Jersey cops are using batons and pepper spray to break up the crowd. Because evidently they were too close together. Rogue tourists arrested in Hawaii as they try to stop the spread because they care so much. As they, you know, hammer you upside the head with a baton because they care so much. McDonald's staff shot by diners infuriated by restrictions. Uh, JP Morgan says it's going to be 10 years before employment returns to pre-virus level. SWAT team raids um, bar in Texas. They, they literally came in with an armed personnel carrier and raided the bar because, you know, that's not you know overkill or anything because they were they were opening and you can't have that you got to do whatever the nazis tell you to do gun pulled an argument over social distancing at bank Nobel prize winner data shows lockdowns were a huge mistake stanford professor found virus follows a similar curve regardless of lockdown intervention well of course of course it does so all this lockdown is just garbage and then cbs was exposed this is that project veritas michigan health center workers stage fake patients in covid19 testing line for cbs news because see they have to keep pushing the narrative now that it's killing all these people when you know the test kits aren't reliable they're giving you false positives they're they're including anything and everything in the death count and now they're staging they're staging a healthcare worker stage fake patients in covid19 testing line for a cbs news broadcast and they were caught doing it by project veritas who's very very good at what they do uh next report how bill gates monopolized global health and then new york city nurse shares her covid 19 experience working in the hospital i on that one i warn of profanity because she really lets her rip 12 high priority action items that you need to be pursuing right now if you hope to survive the chaos that's coming texas beach beaches this was like a week ago were packed it's a jungle out there they were and i thought that was great when we were seeing this miami beach park closes after 8880 people break face mask rules good drones to check temperatures yeah you have drones flying over you checking your temperatures and making sure you're in compliance with social distancing and that you don't have a fever camera cameras to monitor masks and distancing now uh what happened to empathy Ho horrific torture being used to cull billions of animals as covid19 intensifies the cruelest cheapest ways which include mass slow suffocation buried alive grinding or gassing and burning them alive all because we can't bring the meat to market anymore because of covid19 and all the supply chain breakdowns and again that's all by design on purpose the 5g summit in 2020 uh, worldwide call to action if you want to know more about that graphic video of murder hornet killing mouse shows how lethal they are these things are nasty they are very very nasty and probably part of god's judgment on humanity rotting food hungry masses chaotic supply chains food system upended consumers headed um, are now headed directly to farms to buy food well that's probably a good idea is the jobless rate 34 percent okay um and treasury borrows trillions more which will just further dilute the monetary supply and further devalue the dollar ultimately and then we have this portland nurse blows whistle on empty hospitals false covid 19 deaths um i'll go ahead and play that i think it's, it's a pretty pretty short little video here 
Oh, it's been removed by by community YouTube's community guidelines. Of course, what was I thinking? It's it's a YouTube link. Can't have any can't have any truth anymore. So I mean, guys, I, I've never ever in all my years of ministry seen anything like this. This information that I'm reporting on, I mean, I, I just I, I'm I'm speechless. I'm literally just about speechless on, on regarding what I'm seeing here because. The, the fangs have come out, the gloves have come off, the masks have come off, and um, they're not giving you access to the truth. They're trying to deny you that everywhere you turn now. The next report, uh, oh, this probably won't be available either. COVID-19, Bill Gates and the UK vaccine network scandal. The video puts forward the evidence for the corruption of the UK vaccine network by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation buying influence. 32 members of the panel have received in excess of, of 200 million pounds, which is more than a dollar, okay? 200 million in grants from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Now, while, and this is me speaking, while I cannot verify this right at this exact moment, the vaccine they're saying is already made. It contains HCG to cause sterility in women. And what is HCG? HCG stands for human chorionic gonad gonadotrophin, okay? And um, it will it'll cause sterility in women when, when injected, okay? And 61 out of 63 women became infertile in the tests. The male vaccine is GnRH, which shrinks testicle size, lowers sperm count, and kills its mitochondrial DNA and shrinks the prostate. Okay, so all of these vaccines, another big component of them is going to be mass sterilization and mass, like making sure that the men have the lowest amount of testosterone possible. Okay, now I'm going to give you a little remedy at the end here that I have found recently, and I, I keep, I really feel like God keeps showing me more and more things. There's a lot of stuff, guys, I'd like to, I'd almost like to get into and tell you about on the nutritional side that I've been learning, but I never have time on a week-to-week -week basis to get into it because I, there's so much to cover on this end. But I'm going to give you that at the end of this report today here. Um, the sperm, oh, listen to this. The sperm of the vaccinated male animals made females infertile. So the ones that got vaccinated with this GnRH, which shrinks testicle size, sperm count, kills the mitochondrial DNA, and shrinks the prostate, those sperm are like, they actually make the females infertile. I mean, I, I can't even... I thought I've done some studies that were just totally insanely over the top. I don't, I don't know one I've ever done that's, that's quite on this level. I really don't. I don't. Now, I'm going to see if I can find this video. I don't know. I, I kind of doubt it. I'm going to click on it. It's probably gone. Oh, it's not. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and listen to some of this. Because I don't... Uh... All right. Let's, let's try to get some of this in here. I think Friday of last week... And uh, quite quickly, once I started to have a look at the uh, UK Vaccine Council, I saw some familiar names on there. So we're going to go through um, uh, the list of names. Um, but just to give you an idea, there's 34 members and um, they have all received uh, funding from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 
uh, Batu. Um, and these are these people, are all people that have been paid um, these two hundred million pounds in in and not everybody received that much, but in total two hundred million pounds from the Bill and Melinda Gates in order to go along with the vaccine agenda that's coming. And it's it's I think this is in the UK what he's talking about here. Um, now I'm not going to go ahead and play all this whole thing. I'm going to skip a little bit of this. Essentially, a part of the Defense and Science Te uh, Technology Lab which is like uh, the America's DARPA uh, Institute, and they report directly to Patrick, uh, Sir Patrick Valance. Um, so let me just explain then. Uh, Bill Gates and GlaxoSmithKline have a business relationship worth uh, about a billion pounds. That's really important to understand. Um, just to show you how close their relationship is, um, they've worked on projects in India where they're actually under investigation. And GlaxoSmithKline will be the, w one of the main players that will come out with the with the COVID nineteen uh, Bill Gates Luciferase uh, vaccine um, for uh, harming people with the vaccine uh, program that they did there. And the uh, Emma Wormsley, who is the CEO of GlaxoSmithKline, also sits on the board of Microsoft. And that's really important to know. And apparently she sits next to Bill Gates um, on the board. Um, so that means something as well. Uh, Sir Patrick Valance, who's the chief scientific advisor up until 2018, um, was president of research and development at GlaxoSmithKline. Um, and then he was kind of implanted into the government as chief scientific advisor. We know that Chris Whitty um, is about to become on the executive board of the World Health Organization, which again is funded by Bill Gates. So you can see that GlaxoSmithKline and the Bill Gates Foundation um, are linked inextricably uh, by about a billion quid's worth of investment. Already, Bill Gates has the uh, coronavirus test, um, the COVID-19 test, uh, from a company called MoLogic, which uh, his foundation has uh, started and operates and funds. That's really important. Uh, Boris Johnson visited it on the uh, 6th of March uh, this year, just before he became ill and disappeared from public view. Um, and MoLogic um, is developing the home test kit now, uh, which obviously, as we've heard from Chris Whitty and Sir Patrick Valance, uh, they want the whole country to be tested. And just to give you yeah, some idea of the figures here, um, uh, the test is going to be sold for around about £225 per test. Per per COVID-19 test, £225. You're going to evidently have to pay, or I don't know, maybe insurance will cover it, per test, out of pocket or whatever. You get, can you imagine how unbelievably rich Bill Gates is going to get from this? Okay, so to this company and to Bill Gates, that is worth... 14 billion, 14 billion pounds, just on the UK alone, right? I think that's important to understand. Can you imagine worldwide what he'll make? We're not talking about Europe, where there's 450... And I mean, I mean this, I really think that you need to really zero in in prayer on your knees on people like Bill Gates and Fauci and their handlers above them. And the 13 families of the Illuminati. I mean, really, really zero in on them in prayer and fasting if you feel led. Because um, if God doesn't deal with them, this is just going to happen. And uh, humanity is going to be steamrolled.
million people. Just imagine that, his test going out to all of those people. So the reason that you haven't got a test yet is because they're waiting for MoLogic to, um, to release it, for Bill Gates to release it to everybody. Um, and it's his company, it was uh, funded by him, he has produced this test. Okay, and um, uh, so we're going to look down the, the list of these people and um, to see the links between the Bill Gates Foundation and the so-called UK Vaccine Network, which is supposed to be independent, which is supposed to be impartial, um, but sadly, as I have learned, it is far from that. So now, I'm going to skip ahead some here. I, I don't want to just wait, and, and he's just going to list rattle off a whole bunch of names now and um, regarding this whole situation. But if you want to hear the full video, I'll give you the link to it in, in, my, uh, in my report there. Mukhopadhyay from uh, Imperial College receives regular to it. Um, a lot of that information is not public knowledge. Uh, so just on the basis of uh, this, let me just give you uh, some numbers. So in excess, so Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation on this panel, on this group of people, on these people, and these just getting these people onto this panel, have spent in excess of two hundred million pounds, um, which is a drop in the ocean. Now, compared to what compared to what they're going to make, it's a drop in the ocean. It's a box ticking exercise. This is a smokescreen set up by the World Health Organization, by Chris Whitty, by Sir Patrick Valance, by Bill Gates to give some sort of oversight to the public to make sure that we feel good about this vaccine that is just going to be horrendous. Um, so if it's produced by GlaxoSmithKline and the Bill Gates Foundation, they're already under investigation in, in uh, India and um, they uh, try to sterilise people in uh, young women in Africa. I mean, this is all kind of well-documented sort of history. Um, uh, essentially, they do more harm than good, this combination of people. Now, I think a vaccine produced by other people, a, a genuine vaccine, um, is, would, be, would be great, would be very useful, would help. You no, know, it wouldn't. No, he's brainwashed in that regard, obviously. Save lives. And no, it wouldn't. Into the no. Future. Vaccines don't save lives. They don't. They, they take them and they devastate. And the adjuvants are all the only reason you would even need, not to mention the active ingredients. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Because I, I really don't, I don't like to give anybody a platform if they're going to start putting out misinformation. And I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose. He doesn't have a very good frame of reference regarding that particular thing. But I hopefully you, you got the gist of that. Next report, Canada bans assault style rifles effective immediately. This is a huge one as well. Because guaranteed, this is a gigantic part of their agenda. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced on Friday that Canada is banning 1,500 evidently different assault rifles effective immediately. Today, we are closing the market for military-grade assault weapons in Canada. We are banning 1,500 models and variants of these firearms by the way of regulations. How are you going to collect those, Trudeau? What are you going to do? Door-to-door? -door, kick in the door? Heck, that's what they're going to do. Eventually, what other way is there to get them? People aren't going to turn them over. Not everybody. I mean... You know, I, I don't think Canada's near as hardcore as America in that regard, but I mean, there's going to be a lot that won't. Effective immediately is no longer permitted to buy, sell, transport, import, or use military-grade assault weapons. See, they always use these terms like, you know, only the military should ever have anything like this. Assault weapons in this country. Existing gun owners will be given a two-year amnesty. Oh, how, how, 
how satanically wonderful that is. A two-year amnesty period to take action to comply with the law. Right on cue, Trudeau's decision takes place one week after a deadly mass shooting in Nova Scotia. The suspect, Gabriel Wartman, used two semi-automatic rifles and numerous semi-automatic handguns in a two-day rampage on April 18th and 19th that let 22 people dead. So see, that's always the excuse. Some psychopath or probably MK Ultra mind control uh, slave that was triggered to do this very thing Oh, look at what he had. Well, you know, if there were good guys with guns there that had semi-automatic guns, they could have killed this guy before he could have ever killed this 22 people. But no, no, that's not the solution. The solution is to take them totally away from everybody because that's the only thing that satanically makes yes, satanically makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Disarm the populace because it's always, it's a proven fact that all the, the, you go from Pol Pot to Stalin to Hitler to Mao Zedong, the whole nine yards, they always disarm the population before they come in and annihilate the populace. And Canada is right here, okay? They, you know, obviously they've been trying to do it here, but they've, they've got a massive amount of pushback. So they've went to plan B, which is this pandemic, where they just incrementally take away all of our rights. Canadians own an estimated 34.7 firearms per 100 people, according to Small Arms Survey 2018 estimates. This is from AmericanMilitaryNews.com. Making it one of the highest per capita firearm ownership rates globally. Well, I hope they resist this. In contrast, per capita firearm ownership in the U.S. is 120 per 100 people, which is, like, far, far higher, obviously. So in other words, out of the average 100 people, if you, if you take 100 average people in America, you're going to find 120 guns between those 100 people. In Canada, if you have 100 people, you're going to find an average of 34.7 guns. So we have a lot more firearms in America. And I think that we're, um, in, in America, we're probably much more militant about that, about the Second Amendment. Next report, UN Secretary General declares the, globe, the goal of COVID-19 is the deindustrialization of the West and the introduction of green energy. We'll see if this video is still up. It probably isn't. Oh, it is. Okay, that's Dave Hodges. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and play this. Make people's lives miserable by these lockdowns that have most of the restrictions have nothing to do with the spread of the COVID virus. The double standards that have purposely been put in place to make people angry, like letting the uh, NBA teams go back to their training facilities, but the rest of us can't go to our gyms. That, that's ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. And box stores open a few few blocks away from retail stores doing selling the same thing, could follow the same rules, but they're not allowed to open. Uh, we've covered all this, and we said the Democrats had to make you hate life. And most of the most flagrant uh, and vehement unconstitutional enforcements are occurring in Democratic strongholds. Okay, we've established that. So there was the political motive. Then the deep state motive. Well, they want to wipe out America. Why? Well, because they want, they're working for the globalists. The globalists do, and you think, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. I'm sorry. They put it in their own words. David Rockefeller in his memoir says we could not be building the new world order without the cooperation of the New York Times and the Washington Post. Memoirs from Rockefeller. Look it up. Read it. Their words are just unanimous in terms of what they want to do. 
they want. In fact, the UN said they'll be the ruling political authority on this planet by the year 2030. They said that last year, and I published it on the commonsenseshow.com. They tell you what they're going to do. It's almost like there's some kind of spiritual law in the universe that makes them do that. And I'm not saying that's true. But the thing is, if I was up to no good and I was trying to deceive the populace, I wouldn't tell them what I was doing until it was too late. But they tell you. I mean, Ted Turner said we want a 90% reduction in population. Well, that's just Ted Turner. Well, so did Prince Charles. So did Jacques Cousteau's. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, subscribes to this notion. She likes the idea of abortions. Why? Because degenerates should not be allowed to reproduce themselves, she said, quote, unquote. These are quotes. David Spangler, the head of uh, ecology for the UN, said, <laughs> let me just be really blunt, no one will come to the new world order without pledging an allegiance to Lucifer. That's right. And that's been published far and wide by myself and my colleagues. They have established their motives of wanting one world government with a digital currency. One currency, one government, and this is why they're collapsing everything right now. And you say, oh, Dave, that's a big conspiracy theory. Well, how about if we use the head of the UN? How about if we use his words here to solidify that outrageous, can't be true, conspiratorial claim, shall we? Gutierrez said, the benefit of the COVID virus is to deindustrialize the world and introduce green ecology. And there is Ocasio-Cortez, the sponsor of the new green, or as I call it, the gang green deal, in the background. Listen, I can't improve... Of the paid actress that literally got the part, Ocasio-Cortez. And she won that part to be this political puppet that she's playing a part for. That's all, that's all she is. No qualifications whatsoever. My investigative reporting and bringing out this fact of Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030, bringing out all these related facts, I can't do the job that Gutierrez just did for us. The benefit of COVID-19 is not that oh, we'll improve our medicine. We'll find better ways to attack viruses. Oh, we've learned how to quarantine mass populations with great results. And no, 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 he's not talking about those things. He said... The major benefit of COVID-19 was to deindustrialize the world. Now, can I explain to you what deindustrialize would mean? Industrialization began in England and then came here in the early 19th century. It mushroomed in 1870, 1880, 1890, and so forth. And that led to the need for workers. So we opened up our borders and says, come on in, Ellis Island, Angel Island. And we brought in 13 million people in about 30 years through Ellis Island because we needed workers. It led to the rise of public education because we had to educate people on English and math and timeliness. If you look at the, uh, the public school system, what do we know about the public school system with regard to this movement? Well, number one, it was created by Carnegie. Rockefeller had a hand in it. Westinghouse, all the industrialists because they wanted workers that could function in the workplace, especially these foreigners and their kids. And they wanted them to be educated to the point of about the sixth grade so they'd be smart enough to do their job, but not so smart that they would challenge authority. You see, none of the industrialist kids ever went to public schools with the regular kids. They went, they either had their private tutors and usually they went to elitist universities at the time that other people couldn't afford to get their kids into. 
So when we take a look at this situation involving Gutierrez's comments, I mean, this has been a long time coming. This has been a long time coming. The real victim in COVID-19, not the 200,000 reported deaths across the planet. Of course, I'm going to say this again. The vast majority of people that die have multiple life-threatening issues going on. And and so to say it's all COVID-19 is disingenuous from a statistical standpoint. I mean, I, I suppose you could do a multiple regression analysis and compare one variable to the other and get a relative strength on a correlation scale ranging from 1.0 uh, to, to down to zero. And you could say, okay, well, this cause is more correlated to death. You could do that study, but you know what? The CDC and the NIH, and of course, you won't find this in the World Health Organization because they're not about science. They'll never do those studies. Why? Because I don't think they want to know the right answers. That's why. I mean, we have testing kits out there right now. I mean, folks, this is something that's been reported. This was on Channel 3, independent TV station in Phoenix. And I'm going to say it was uh, either, uh, I think it was on Monday. And one of the hosts, um, they were talking about the testing kits. And these people in Arizona have the go-ahead now to use these testing kits even though they've not been validated by the CDC because it's an emergency situation. Well, if the test kits haven't been validated, how do you know what your percentage of faults and and negative positives are? Come on, this is just basic research uh, properties 101. If if someone came to me with- And and what, and again, as we posed earlier, what if the testing kits are infecting you? Totally inaccurate. And what if they're actually a vehicle to infect you with it? post-research study in my in my former research classes I taught, they wouldn't have got out of the midterm with those kind of practices. Highly unprofessional. I mean, elementary juvenile, uh, immature approach to science, but with an agenda, of course. So when we say 200,000 deaths, how many were just purely coronavirus? I don't know, 10%, 15%, and that pushes that death curve way down If you take out people who have other life-threatening illnesses in arizona i quoted the statistic from last friday 267 reported deaths and again that's a questionable figure and then 220 people were over the age of 65 where we presume multiple um multiple health issues and you just can't make these kinds of conclusions and we have doctors all across the country saying they're getting pressure to put covid 19 and then the favorite story I like to tell, and then I'm going to go back here to Gutierrez, is the um, woman who died and uh, the people in Baton Rouge, the OBGYN doctors, they delivered a fetus 22 and a half weeks premature, a baby. which had very little, actually no chance of survival. And it died and they put COVID-19 as the cause of death. I mean, if you fall off a cliff, is that COVID-19? In fact, one doctor has told me, says, anything that's not a car accident or a gunshot is supposed to be listed as COVID-19. And then the CDC said, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Presumptive diagnosis. You can just look at someone and say, I think that's COVID-19. And we're supposed to trust these numbers. But back to my point. 13 grand every time they do. Gutierrez said the main benefit of COVID-19 is the deindustrialization de- of the world. Is that not happening right now? Yep. Would you agree with that? Do you remember the first 20 minutes of Hunger Games? Yep. Would you like me to take you back in that? Candles, 
without electricity? Do you see any cars? How do people get places? The tennis shoe express, they had to walk and they were tightly controlled. They had people monitoring their every move. I mean, the soldiers looked like star Wars, uh, stormtroopers from, uh, the return of the empire. If you remember that movie, that's what these guys Hunger are. games is, is the model for where they want to take us. That's, that's where they really want to bring us to. I've been saying that for years. It, Key and hunger games at contendingfortruth.com. I've done several studies on the different movies and maybe not dedicated, but where we talked, you know, a good, good portion about it. Um, and they, the Hollywood has to telegraph all this stuff to us before they do it to us. Reminded me of, uh, very East German, uh, Stasi organization in the society. And any member when you went to capital city, which on the map of Panama is basically about where Denver, Colorado would be, which is now the backup capital for the country. In case something happens to D.C. And in Capital City, what did they have? Miracle stuff. And people watched the gladiator games that arose out of the Hunger Games. And they would pledge gifts to the contestants that they liked in this all fight to the death and only one survive. Uh, and the technology was uh, just out of sight. But the population was living the life of a serf basically from the Middle Ages. Deindustrialization can go back as far as you want. Um, if you look at the organization and society from a sociological standpoint, you have hunting and gathering. Okay, might makes right, extremely brutal, low, low standard of uh, low, low survival rate in terms of lifespan. 19, 20, 22, 25, 30 would be ancient. They never saw wrinkles and gray hair. And then you go to pastoral. And pastoral is like real small farm is what some people do now. They might have a goat, a pig, a cow, and some chickens and raising some crops. Basically, they were subsistence farmers. And that was a lot of the people during the Revolutionary War period. And then you grow into these large industrial, but, 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 but these industrial farms, uh-uh, can't have those. If you're deindustrializing, you're going back to at least pastoral. What year would that be? Uh, and when did we start to transition from pastoral to major agriculture? Oh, like uh, the early 1800s. Is that the lifestyle you want to live, the early 1800s? You might like Westerns, but you might not like living like you're in a Western. This is very, very serious, folks. Again, if you're just joining us, we have breaking news this morning where the UN Secretary General Gutierrez has come out and said, the main advantage to COVID-19 is the deindustrialization of the world and the introduction of green ecology. Now, this speaks to how they're going to get in what they we know is technocracy. I'm going to be making a call today and do a radio interview with my friend Patrick Wood, who lives in the Phoenix area. And uh, I've admired Patrick for 40 years, got to be friends with him about 12 years ago. And uh, he's on top of technocracy. He is the world's foremost authority. And uh, I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about this. But technocracy is where they stick that smart meter on your home and they can control everything that's UHF, like your iron, your dishwasher, your washing machine, whatever it would be, they can control it. They can set your temperature. No, you're not going to iron your clothes at 2 p.m., when it's 100 degrees out, so we're going to shut that down. That's technocracy, the rationing of energy. 
But see, then that rationing goes into a central exchange area that we call a climate exchange area. And that's run by the uber rich and the uber rich control all energy. That's like owning all oil and a whole lot more. Anything that produces energy would be controlled by this climate exchange. If you're rich enough, you can buy yourself out of the restrictions. And if you're rich enough, you don't have to worry about saving the planet. It's just up to everyone else who can't afford to buy the carbon credits. And see, this is the way that they're going to usher this in. This is a huge statement. This goes way beyond COVID-19. See, if Gutierrez hadn't said that last part of the statement, uh, we, we get to bring in green ecology. I wouldn't be going down the road of technocracy right now. By the way, then you get on a smart grid. One of the comments here reads, uh, because it's a it's a, like a chat thing going on on the side, and again, this is how they're going to use this contact tracing and this thing that we talked about in Ventura, California. Uh, I mean, she says, um, because my niece works in a nursing home that had one COVID case, COVID-19 case, they have written her down as COVID positive, even though they haven't tested her. Since she stopped at my brother's house, then the doctors wrote him, her brother, and his wife is also positive without seeing them. Now, that also means that they can go, if, if this thing branches out from Ventura, California, you're, well, you're already on the list then. You're already going to be considered, you know, COVID-19 positive. I don't know what kind of list that puts you on, but they're going to have this ability then to come to your house if these bills start to pass. And, you know, if you resist, I don't know, kick down the door, do whatever, force test you and separate your family. But, the, I mean, it's, it's, it could be as easy as this. And they're going to use these smartphones in order to see who you've had contact with afterward. One's treated the same. You're living a very diminished lifestyle. You have very little access to power. And then the smart grids are programmed to, to connect with each other. I've done interviews with Pat Wood, oh, probably going back about five years, where he explained how these smart grids are going to connect from one city to another, one continent to another. And the organization structure has already been set up here in the, uh, the Phoenix area. Uh, Arizona Public Service has been doing an experiment for, gosh, I think over 10 years now where you can volunteer to be on their system where they manage your energy use. Of course, I don't think they're being quite as draconian as they will be when they finally get their hooks into us. And this is one of the reasons why people who really understand Agenda 21 now morphed into Agenda 2030 why they were really, really opposed to technocracy and the introduction of smart meters. You see, we're way off from COVID-19, aren't we? Aren't we? Like COVID-19's over here. And you said, Dave, you started talking about COVID-19. Now you're off on technocracy. Do you see how this opens the door? See, I'm trying to take you through a linear progression of steps to get to what we already know. This is something Doug Hagman and I have talked a lot about in the last several months. Steve Quayle and I have had these discussions too. We might have written about things seven years ago, five years ago, and we understood that they weren't good for the average everyday person. We understood constitutional violations. We understood a lot of things, but we didn't have the context to put it all together. Today we do. This is their final push, and I'm not saying this is the final phase. We have, I think, more phases coming at us, but this is their final push. When the UN Secretary General comes out and says deindustrialization, see, that's the backbone of America. That's the backbone here. 
That's taking your energy use and your lifestyle to nothing. And by the way, available medication to you, the plebes, the degenerates, or as Hillary Clinton called you in the last campaign cycle in 2016, the deplorables, your access to good health care is going to be minimal. And have you noticed too? So we have that. Um, yeah, I have to agree with him on what he's saying there. Uh, that's their goal. That's their goal. Uh, how quickly they're able to implement it, I, that I don't know. Uh, I think, again, it depends a lot upon God's intervention, prayer, pushback, the whole nine yards. Okay, so moving right along, uh, Dr. Fauci introduces Operation Warp Speed. With Trump's approval, a Manhattan Project style to find a vaccine. Yeah, right. Like they don't already most likely have all that waiting in the wings. In addition to cranking out more courses of remdesivir, the White House is launching a new federal effort to direct the search for a coronavirus vaccine. A Manhattan Project type effort purportedly inspired by the Wall Street Journal story about a group of leading scientists working with the administration. So, FYI, remdesivir is an investigational uh, failed Ebola antiviral compound undergoing clinical trials in a number of countries as a potential treatment for COVID-19. Of course, they've got to take the most toxic, failed, evil drugs, and that really can be the only thing they'll ever give you, of course, because they love you so much. Remdesivir is not yet licensed or approved anywhere globally and has not been demonstrated to be safe effective for any use. Remdesivir is a highly toxic antiviral drug that failed for Ebola and they're recycling it. They have had to stop treatment for a certain number of cases because it's so toxic. Remdesivir is not a drug for immunological cases, so it won't work for COVID-19 anyway. There is no place for this and there's no sense to it at all. And there's a video here that goes into that if you'd like to see that. But it's probably been taken down though. The plan is to have 100 million doses of workable satan vaccine ready by january here's reuters with the details on this um the war what is this the uh operation warp speed in other words they're they're trying to bring the, up the vaccine at warp speed you know like on um star trek the trump administration is planning to speed up development of the coronavirus vaccine with a goal of having 100 million doses ready by the end of 2020 thank you president trump you really do care. A senior administration official said on Wednesday, the latest Trump administration efforts to speed vaccine development were originally reported by Bloomberg News, citing people familiar with the matter. Called Operation Warp Speed, the project will join private pharmaceutical companies with government agencies and the military to try to cut the development time for vaccine by as much as eight months. Oh, wonderful. Bravo. It is said that the White House meeting on the project was scheduled for Wednesday last month. President Trump directed Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar to speed development of a vaccine. That's what Trump did. And the administration officials have been meeting on the effort for three to four weeks, the report added, because, you know, they love us so much. Now, um, Fauci is pushing this, um, this remdesivir drug, which is also very sperm killing. Remember what we were just talking about before on, on, on the... Um, particular vaccine that they that they claim was already made and how it would sterilize women and annihilate the sperm of men in their in their testicles in their testosterone and that literally just um a man having sex with a woman 
his sperm would make her infertile. Well, every single thing I'm seeing about all of these drugs and these vaccines, they kind of all do the same stuff. They, they want to make sure that nobody can reproduce at all, which will obviously fulfill the um, what Bill Gates said. If we do a really good job on vaccines, we can start you know getting the population way lowered. And this is what good old Bill Gates was talking about. So let's go ahead. This is a very brief video here. This should be up still because it's on band.video. Well, it's come out that COVID-19, according to Chinese studies and some others now, and some rundown people that don't have enough zinc or vitamin D3 in their body. That's why Newsom doesn't want you in the sun. He wants maximum death. Yeah. So they can get those numbers up and keep martial law going until the Democrats seize total control. But it turns out that the drug that is being pushed uh, by Fauci now as a treatment for it, even though it, even in their fake study does like not even 10% decrease in the death rate, if you believe them, it's all fraud, but who believes any of it? It turns out that the remdesivir GS5734 treatment in the model of Mears COVID infection destroys your testicles. <laughs> Can't make this up, man. So the virus attacks your testicles and the treatment attacks your testicles. Yeah, I forgot that the virus does too. COVID-19 does. It gets into, it really gets into the system. Yeah, it also attacks your testicles. All by design. They're, they're bioengineered weapons. And then the cure, the supposed cure or the vaccine or the drugs that you'll use to treat it will also destroy your testicles and your sperm kind of make you infertile, man or woman. So do, do you see all the, the, the things at play here? The, the, the openly overt satanic agenda, and yet they're acting like they're the good guys and, and they really want what's best for us. Background on GS5734, a novel promising medicine COVID-19. This is BioRx IV. The results indicated that after treatment with GS5734, the total sperm count and male sperm rate showed downward trends. The abnormal sperm rate showed an increasing trend. Oh, so it also deforms them. You have less sperm and they're deformed. <laughs> How loving. They just call it D-testicle, D-ball. Call it castration. As compared with the control group, GS5734, the daily dose of 150 the PG mouse caused a significant decrease in sperm concentration and mobility. So they're, they're dying, they're deformed, they can't swim, and a significant increase of abnormal sperm rate with 50 UG mouse drug treatment led to the significant decrease in sperm mobility and an increase in abnormal sperm data. So listen, nothing to see here, everything's fine. <laughs> It's just like Bill Gates has been indicted in countries where like they, they'll give, go give kids shots in the village and like a third of them will die in a week. I mean, it's like it's unbelievable what this guy gets away with. And this is what rich people spend all their time doing is playing God. So, hey, if you don't want to have kids or you don't want your kids to ever have kids and, and you want them to get cancer, enjoy yourselves. 
And if you want to play in traffic, there's major highways around. Just run out in front of cars if you want. I mean, whatever you do, though, don't tell people zinc is good for you. Just, just don't do that. Okay, so we have that. I wanted, I wanted to throw that in because this rem remdesivir is new, and I want you to understand what it does and how it works. Uh, then we have this Dr. Anthony Fauci stumping for Big Pharma, Bill Gates, mandatory vaccine, and the Mark of the Beast system. Genesis 3.1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, meaning he questioned God's word, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So that was how the first sin that humans ever committed got going because of that lie. Yep, they're still... And yep, they're still subtle today. Dr. Anthony Fauci has been at it in control of serving as the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. It is a 30, that's 36 years, folks. Just like those wicked, crooked politicians he has in his hand in the cookie jar for what, far too long. Man, I was just going into high school. He's been there that long. And then this is the verse that I thought of, <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 8, 11. Uh, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Well, this is actually Ecclesiastes 8, 11 through 13. But it's the first part that's really um, the, the pertinent part here. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. It's because these devils get away with it. Their heart, and they, they think, well, I got away with it. There's no God. He's not powerful enough to stop me. They start reasoning in their own head because they got all those devils whispering in their ears. So therefore, the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. So don't worry about what the wicked are doing. You fear God, you do right, you do well, you don't give up, you overcome. You never quit, ever. No excuse, ever. Everyone else around you can deny God and everyone else can apostatize and i'm not saying that's going to be the case i'm just saying if that were to happen you never ever give up or quit on god you just don't do it period but it shall not be well with the wicked neither shall he prolong his days which are as a shadow because he feareth not before god so just as the serpent in the garden of eden deceived eve so too is Fauci slithering around deceiving the masses. And they, they got this little character of him with horns and a forked tongue and um, within like a United Nations symbol, the blue demon. With all the evidence that has now come to light, I am sure the FBI and those in the intelligence community know more. Fauci and other, others should be investigated and scrutinized like, like the serial killers that they are. They are. Judy, the, the PhD lady, we just she said he's a serial killer. They've killed millions and millions of people. You can't even imagine the punishment in hell in the lake of fire that they're going to have to endure. You can't even, you don't want to comprehend it. I don't want to comprehend it.
with all the evidence, um, like, like a fox keeping watch over the hen house, he has been in charge of warning Americans of plagues and diseases. But if you look back, he has been given charge what of what he's been given charge of. He's failed miserably. Uh, there's a report here. Dr. Fauci and Obama administration gave the Wuhan lab 3.7 million after its top doctor, Xi Zhengli, had the U.S. project shut down and she was sent back to China. They're all in on t- in on it together. Okay, this evil devil seems to be a prophet in 2017 when he warned President Trump that we would have to deal with with a pandemic, where he said no doubt Trump will face surprise infection a uh, surprise infectious disease outbreak. I played the quote for you earlier. He seemed awful sure of himself, and I submit to you, knowing what we know, that he is in cahoots with the globalists, namely Bill Gates, well, of course, George Soros, and that wicked cabal who are out to destroy America. Dr. Fauci is a Roman Catholic and, worse yet, a Jesuit. Dr. Fauci is dedicated to public service, formed at a Jesuit, his dedication to public service was formed at a Jesuit high school. Trump also went to a Jesuit college as well. Now, for those of you who know nothing about Jesuits, they are a secretive group like the Freemasons, having their rituals and blood oaths too, but it's, it's a Catholic um, version of it. That false prophet, Pope Francis, is also a Jesuit and as evil as they come. But again, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of it's all a Jesuit, or it's all synagogue of Satan Zionist, or it's all whatever. It's a group satanic effort at the end of the day. And there's a lot of factions that are at play there. They do hide it well, though. They believe that they will rule the world. And like the Muslims, they believe that they're going to be doing God's work. Um, yeah, they are doing their God's work, all right. But that's the false God, Lucifer. Jeremiah 48.10 says, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Yeah, pretty much. I came across this interesting article. Is Anthony Fauci a Freemason? Um, medical expert caught allegedly performing the hidden hand sign during White House press briefing. Yeah, he was doing the hidden hand sign for sure. Shows a picture of it right here. Uh, a lot of people throughout antiquity have done that sign. Maybe, but Catholics have their own good old boys club, and it's called the Knights of Columbus. Well, and the Jesuits and other things, but yeah. They are just as secretive and wicked as the Masons. What is interesting in the article is the photo of him with his hand in his jacket, which is a Masonic, a Mason's way of signaling one another. I, I do think, though, that a lot of these hand symbols, o- signals overlap within different secret societies, though. Like the like the Mormons are another one that have a lot of the, the Mormons only exist because they stole a lot of the secrets of the Freemasons and amalgamated it into their own death cult. That's how the Mormons got their beginning. Um, <clears throat> there was a Joseph Smith. He defected from the Masons and started his own cult with his own tokens and hand signals and signs and things of this nature. I've gotten into that many times. Just key in Mormons in the keyword search box, or if you want to know about Jehovah Witnesses, key that in. I've done I've done studies on a lot of the different cults out there. On April 4th, when Fauci entered the White House press room and assumed his usual position behind the podium, he was seen briefly placing his left hand inside the coat jacket. And there's a picture of it here in the PDF. Another interesting image is of him giving the Baphomet sign, as above, so below, is one of the same, uh, as same, however, as under Luciferianism, it's about combining extremes, pure good and pure evil. Well, what they perceive to be pure good. Meaning they're, they're going to rescue us from the coronavirus when the reality is, is that they're actually appearing with a facade that they're doing good, but the reality is, is they're 
imposing pure wickedness and evil on you and they're trying to murder you uh <clears throat> it is believed that under luciferianism that enlightenment comes from embracing these extremes to know heaven you must know hell that's what they believe or rather what they tell themselves to justify their unspeakable actions right hand simply provides cover for the left to give it the illusion of the benevolence along with being a catholic a jesuit and most likely a freemason perhaps a knights of columbus i am sure he's a ranking luciferian as well yeah he's probably all kind of stuff uh and then a guy made a comment about this and, and this is i've i've talked about this before but um we're really seeing this now the origin of the word pandemic panic comes from the name of the greek god pan who supposedly sometimes caused humans to flee in unreasoning fear which were commonly used used uh where the commonly used sense of panic comes from meaning fleeing in unreasonable fear panic okay now granted it might maybe you have a good reason for it it's still panic which is also where we get the word pandemonium and pandemic okay from the beginning of wisdom starts with the fear of god not that of man educate yourselves and stop running to those that hate god or those that pretend to know him that was just a comment there now the last part in and then i'm done here is um this little tidbit i was going to give you on uh testosterone now this can apply to women as well because women can also have low testosterone and it is it's a hormone that both men and women need women just don't need it in near the amounts and as you can see the new world order is very very much focused in on getting men's sperm counts their testicles their 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 testosterone which is primarily produced in the testes as low as possible because they know if you have a very very low t count low testosterone count you're not going to really want to fight back and i don't mean doing this through hormone replacement therapy trt which is called testosterone replacement therapy or steroids okay i don't mean doing any of it that way i believe you can totally do it um really regardless of what your age is in a natural way and i think god showed me some things about this particularly as of late um listener named jerry he he emails me he says could you send me a bottle of testo gain now testo gain is probably the best product i have overall to raise testosterone it's like an herbal vitamin type blend product really really good to raise testosterone it's not the only thing but it's part of the equation now um what, what he he's then he asked me do what and do you suggest anything else to increase muscle mass for a 60 year old guy who wants to lift hard my response jerry yes in addition to the content i posted immediately below this email which i posted okay you can see and i'll go over it a little bit i really need to do a study on this but i'm telling you i feel i've found two key two keys for increasing testosterone i have literally had to back off really taking taking the products below really it's not so much the zinc because zinc is one of the products that will not only for COVID-19, but it will raise testosterone. And it's very, very good for your prostate too. Okay, it's excellent for that. Um, and it will increase testosterone. I don't think it's the only thing, but I think it's a big component. And it's cheap too, it's not expensive to do. Um, let's see here. I've had to back off taking the two products below, especially the boron is i believe mine my testosterone is going too high now this is me talking okay 
I'm 51, I'm on zero drugs, steroids, or TRT. Okay, and I've said this before, but like back in 92, I did two like light cycles of steroids. I didn't do anything really super radical. I did Mr. Atlanta contest, bodybuilding show. Um, I did a cycle then. I'm not even sure what I had was real. I think it was. Um, but it wasn't like I had a lot of friends that were going like a lot of steroids. Okay, I, I think I did like two different ones and they weren't like whatever. I was always afraid of them. Okay. And nobody believes me that I'm really not doing them now. I'm just going to tell you that. They don't believe me. Okay. Um, uh, they just don't. Several people, Taylor tells me. And no matter what I say, and of course, I, I kind of need to get them over here and, and show what I'm doing, but they... A lot of people are of the mindset that you cannot be really, really strong and have a lot of muscle mass unless you're on steroids. And in today's day and age, that would be more the norm. It would be. Because um, they're doing so many things to decrease your testosterone that if you're not actively trying to keep your liver and gallbladder detox, which is a main component of having producing hormones in the body, you have to have a clean liver and gallbladder. Okay, That's foundational. That's for women and for men. I've said this many times, okay? Because all hormones are processed through the liver. And if your liver is all gummed up and toxic, you're not going to produce, you're not going to process hormones properly. It's just not happening, period. Really any hormone. Much less the, the, the um, ones associated with like male, ver, ver, I don't know, vitality and that type of thing or female vitality. It's not happening. Um, because it can happen. The liver and gallbladder have to be working properly. And that's just, that, that's, that's foundational. It's part of the, the, the situation there. But, um, <laughs> there's a lot of people I, I will not, I cannot convince that I'm not on steroids. And I think it's almost comical, you know, because, um, I don't know. I guess it's just the way I look. I don't know. I don't want to sit here and brag or whatever. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm whatever. But I'm really pretty strong for my age. Now, granted, I've been training since I've been like 13 or 14. Now, granted, and that too hasn't been constant in total. And, and it's been on and off. And there were times it was very sporadic. True. And muscle does have memory. And true, I do think I have a genetic predisposition in that area. But I didn't start out that way. When I was a freshman in high school, I was like 105 pounds. Skinny and scrawny. I mean... And it took me a long time to build up the strength and the muscle mass. And I just, but I think God showed me a lot of things along the way without doing steroids, without doing TRT in order to just at least maintain. I still keep getting stronger though. I still keep getting stronger. And a part of that's the way I train. I train more what they call heavy duty training system. I'll do one really and I mean this, I'm not lying. I do, this is all I do. Like if I have a leg day, I'll do one really, really, really hard set in like, oh, I do right now I'm doing belt squats because I do everything at home. And then I'll do one really, really, really hard set of, man, band squats. I mean, I'm talking where I have just a whole bunch of bands around me. It's not even free weights. And I've got a glute ham machine I do. But I, it's called heavy duty training. Mike Metchner 
and um, the guy that invented Nautilus was the one that started it. And what that does is you do one really, really hard set and it will, the body says, wow, that was crazy, whatever you just did, and I'm going to have to adapt. I don't do 20 sets like a lot of these guys in bodybuilding magazines tend to do in that. Um, it's ridiculous, you know. If you've got all the time in the world and all the steroids in the world and all the freak genetics in the world and all the recovery time in the world and, and the ability to, you know, eat three to 400 grams of protein per day and, you know, live your life around it, okay, fine, you can go that route. But I, I never had that kind of time and I never had that recovery ability either. My recovery's never been that great. I literally take one month between workouts and sometimes more. I do one hard set of like, the belt squats and the other squats I mentioned per month. That's it. I warm up to that point. I wear a lot of gear, a lot of like thermal sleeves, neoprint thermal sleeves. I stretch a lot before I do this. I don't get injured. I'm sensible. I don't use weights that are, um, now I know I, I said I've before I've leg pressed like 1300 pounds or whatever. And I had listeners emailing me say, Oh, just going crazy. And I'm like, well, I know, but that's what I progressed to. I'm sorry that that's what I progressed to, but I wasn't doing it in a haphazard way. I was not just like heaving the weight around or being, I've never, I hardly ever get injured because of the way I train. I train methodically, carefully. I'm warmed up. I use like thermal stuff on my joints before I train. I go heavy and that will increase testosterone as well, but it's not the only component and that's all I do. And I, I have like five workouts I rotate. And if I'm good, I'll get them in every month. Meaning I'm only doing one to at max two workouts per week. Now that's not including I go out and walk and I have a treadmill and things like that. But I'm talking heavy weight training. It has been proven as one of the best things you can do to increase muscle mass. And to, um, and I understand if, if you're not into that situation I'm not telling everybody to go out and heavily weight train, but you can start anywhere. Anything is better than nothing. If you have 10 pound dumbbells and you do, or maybe deep knee bends, push-ups, fine, fine. It's, you have to understand anything your body's not used to, it's going to respond to. But what I always do is I try to beat my last workout and I journal. I've journaled since I've been 13. And that's a big reason why I've progressed because every time I, every once a month, now granted my recovery is so slow that I have to take that long between sessions. So I'm not any like physical, like recovery freak at all. I've learned to work and listen to my body. Everybody's different. And, and when I even did a genetic profile on myself through standard process this one time, it came back and it said the best type of training for you is heavy-duty, high-intensity weight training. It's just my genetics. Maybe not everybody's going to respond to what I do, okay? But it's, it's proven that it does help with bone density and longevity and hormones and things of that nature. It's not the only thing. But it is something. That's basically what I do. Okay. Um, I've done pretty big weights on just about every body part. You know. And I don't do a ton of free weight stuff anymore. Because that is a way that's much easier to get injured. 
Um, I tend to stick with things anymore at 51 that I know I'm probably not going to get injured in. I'm not in a gym. I'm not trying to show off. I'm telling you this so that you understand it can be done. And there are other things that you can do to increase testosterone. Now, um, I've had to back off the one product that I've had. I've had this for a long time. And I was normally just using this for teeth. But I keep getting, I kept getting convicted about looking at the information I have on boron. Okay. Which is something that's almost impossible to take too much of. It's, a, it's one of those rare trace minerals that you really don't run into a whole lot of, okay, I took too much of it. For some reason, the body just processes. Incredibly important for bone density. Incredibly, it, it activates vitamin D, things of this nature. Um, and I had to kind of back off on it because it makes me, it gives me too much testosterone. I do about three full droppers full per day on the one I carry, which I believe is the best one out there. And I've even researched what's available on Amazon and these types of things. And it's the one I carry from, um, it's a six milligram ionic boron, okay, in a trace mineral blend that also has a little bit of magnesium because the boron needs the magnesium in order to activate. And it's got a trace mineral blend in it, okay. I don't go any really higher than three full dropper fulls per day because if I do, my testosterone gets too high and um, I don't know, I can get too aggressive, put it that way. And I don't mean I'm going out picking fist fights, but I feel it and I'm like, ah, this isn't Christian. You know what I mean? So, you, But see, the thing is though, is that a lot of guys are desperate to do anything and they're on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. And what that's doing is creating a negative feedback loop in your body. Meaning you're giving your body all it needs of the testosterone. So your testicles are shrinking more and more and more and more because they're shutting down because you're, you're, you're throwing that negative feedback loop into the system. The body says, well, I'm getting all I need. I'm going to shut down my own production more. What's going to happen when you can't get access to your drugs anymore or you have to sell your soul to get them? Because it's going to increasingly be getting more and more and more big brother as we're going into this stuff. Well, I'm telling you, six dropperfuls of that stuff, the boron, with about three tablets of the zinc, just that alone, you're probably going to see a big difference. You want to see even more? Add testo gain in. But you, and then you got to do a liver gallbladder detox if you've never done one. You really need to do that. Uh, I'm not taking Testogain. There's no way I would even touch that right now. I don't need it. All it needs the boron at that really not a high level. It's not a very high level. And um, some of the zinc. That's it. Now, if you were really low and you were trying to get off TRT, you probably could do. And, you know... Um, you, you could probably do six full dropperfuls of the boron, like two dropperfuls three times a day would be ideal with like three zinc. If you want to add it as a testo gain, and I'm talking, you're trying to get off the drug. There's other things you can do. L-rutiri, uh, flora product. I'm telling you that stuff works too. 
what it does, and I'm just, this is, I guess, adult whatever, it increases your testicular size, which will obviously give you higher testosterone. L-Rutira, I don't sell it. You can get it at, like, Vitamin World. I would go to, like, a Vitamin World where it's already in the refrigerated section because you want it for refrigerated. All the floor I get in, I immediately refrigerate, and, you know, I typically will send it out in a, with a little um, ice pack with it. But I don't carry L-Rutiri. I'm telling you, that works too. If you did all those together, you're going to most like, and you had a clean liver, you're most likely going to have a very, very, very steroid-like effect. I'm telling you, it took me my whole life to just come to that revelation that I just told you about. And I, I really believe the boron I carry is the best one because it's in that blend and it has a little bit of magnesium in it and you need magnesium to activate the boron. Plus it also has all the other trace minerals. Anyway, I give you the protocol there. And then I also give you the protocol on how to clean the liver. Um, you know, now I've went into before all the different ways they're trying, trying to um, feminize us. Beer is one of the main. Beer. The hops in the beer is one of the most estrogenic things you could possibly put in your body. But yet they 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 say it's manly. You, you drink it because you're a real man. Well, no. You're gonna you're gonna develop female breasts. If you drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of soy. Soy's another one. Very highly xenoestrogenic or estrogenic. Well known. And I've done, I've done whole studies where I've went into this, all the ways. I've got a file I can send out too. But um, I give you the, the products that I carry. And if you've got high estrogen because of eating a lot of soy and maybe drinking a lot of beer and putting a lot of xenoestrogens on the body that I've gotten into the past, I have a product called Estro Quench. Also from Douglas, I have a Testo Gain and an Estro Quench. Now, um, those are other options. Okay, because you can take all the boron in the world, but it's not going to quench the estrogen in your system. Uh, for women, I have progestomend and estromend. If you if your estrogen levels are too low, if your progesterone levels are too low, I've got those as well. But I don't have a particular trace mineral that I can give a woman that I say that that is going to like make her progesterone like just naturally go up like the boron makes. And the thing about boron is, uh, let me just read you some of these things. That's just one of the things it does. This is unbelievable, this stuff. It's unbelievable for any joint issue. Any kind of joint issue you've got, you're going you're gonna to see improvement. I'd almost guarantee it. Since I actually started taking a therapeutic dosage of this, I just can't even believe all of the health benefits. And here's these are these are verified users. It's got a 4.4 out of 5 stars on on Amazon. These are verified buyers. Okay, I'm just going to read you some of these. Um I'm almost out of time here, but I've used Born for 1 month and I have no arthritis pain in my knees. I've tried countless rubs, NSAIDs, aspirin, Tylenol with only temporary relief. I'll be ordering two more bottles soon. Another thing that's unbelievable for joint pain and arthritis is is MSM. And I'm bringing in, I'm most likely bringing in, it's it's like the gold standard MSM. It's uh, basically an organic sulfur. 
which is also incredible for um, joint pain, recovery, uh, a lot of other different stuff. And if you think about glucosamine sulfate and chondroitin, these the, the, the active component is, is the sulfate. Okay. That's what gives it its re, rebuilt, joint rebuilding properties. And MSM is just organic sulfur. It also is needed by the liver because it's one of the detoxification pathways, the sulfur. But I'll probably talk about that in an upcoming teaching. But um, that's another one that you could add in with the boron. It's very, very good for any joint, joint issue at all. Uh, another guy said, I can't believe how much this helped my fibromyalgia pain. I ran out and a couple of days later, it started hurting. I will be taking this forever. This is boron. Um, this stuff really works, guys. Another review, five out of five stars. It'll increase your testosterone, A+. Another guy, Jimmy Edwards said, this is my third bottle taken as directed. This is strange, but at about two months in, my hair started to grow where bald spots I've had for well over 20 years. It's filling in. I, I don't know if it's the ionic boron or not, meaning because this is ionic boron but it's the only thing i've done different um and then another person linda said i purchased this a second time to help help ease in eliminated joint pain that i usually have at night while i'm trying to sleep improving my thinking skills gave me mental clarity that's another thing it does it's hard to measure mental improvements for most of us i'm 56 i've never been savvy with excel formulas or algorithms they frustrate me and stress me out because i found them to be just too complex however after two weeks of taking a quarter teaspoon of the boron in apple juice to hide the taste i, I don't i just do it straight i don't think it's that bad but i was able to comprehend and create v lookup formulas whatever that is in excel for my personal business i am sharper too you'll have to try it for yourself another one said this product has changed my life going through the change meaning menopausal and may be hard on a woman which may be hard on a woman i'm no exception meaning going through the change is hard on a woman this product has taken the night sweats and hot flashes away from almost the first day i used it now that's major that's not easy to help even with my products it's not easy i don't i'm not real wild about the female hormonal product i know the female endocrine system is a really tough one to help i'm sorry but it is <laughs> female endocrine systems are more complicated than male and they're not as easy to help <laughs> but she's saying i mean so it does it must have some kind of profound endocrine hormonal effect on women as well she said this is my third order i'll use it from now on another guy said um my knees hardly ever hurt now i'm climbing the stairs my hair is thicker my nails grow faster it's incredible for bone density for um bone toughness for nails for hairs just like msm is Na msm is un unbelievable for nail hair the whole nine yards um i've got I, i've actually got some of the msm and i will match what the price is up on amazon which i think is like 39 a bag for like a pound of this stuff i'll match it if you're gonna buy two bags buy it on amazon though i can't match the price but um if you want to try it or support our ministry i have all these things i have the boron i have the msm uh, i have the zinc the whole nine yards and I, I give you the links there too uh 
Let me see. Boron is another guy said boron is a taxi cab for vitamins. It transports and supports the delivery of minerals around the body. Then this person said, I've been using this stuff for five weeks and it seems to be taking the pain out of my arthritis. That and the vitamin D3. Another one said, I started taking boron three months ago. This stuff is a well-kept secret. My arthritis and joint pain are all but gone. And that's just the beginning of the benefits. Do some study and try it. It could change your life. Uh, another one, brilliant stuff. Felt the difference almost immediately. My head fog slowly dissipated, giving me calm clarity, helped greatly with my stomach issues. And I would also put this down to the fact that boron kills fungus. Yeah, that's another thing. It kills candida in the body which is huge and so many people of western diet are suffering from an overabundance of candida in the stomach mainly because of high sugar intake look up the benefits of boron you'll feel it and i've now i've taken other products and i never really felt a whole lot but when i started taking this one at a higher therapeutic dose actually taylor was the one that got me thinking about this because um she was trying to she was taking it for some um stuff she was going with with her teeth and stuff and she's got perfect teeth but she wanted to like really and she started taking a higher dosage and she's like dad you got to try this stuff at a higher dosage it's totally different than just taking like a dropper full a day and i did and that's when i felt it i'm like wow okay i've never had a supplement that like increased testosterone like that never uh, boron is a great supplement the product is great very hard to taste in water easy to drink studies show it can increase testosterone by 30 percent and reduced estrogen so maybe it, maybe you wouldn't need to take estro quench maybe it's all you need most people are deficient in this it also helps to remove heavy metals <laughs> there you go i felt a bit sick for the first few days with a metallic mouth taste yeah because the metals are coming out of the body because it's detoxing the metal that's why i kind of wanted to read these because it does so many things i forget you know um let's see here let's see here work quickly found it work quickly is taken sublingually um yeah you could take the sublingually which will actually make it work a lot quicker we get way too little boron in our diet so this supplement is a must have in the medicine cabinet well really the supplement cabinet studies show 10 weeks of just 10 milligrams of boron 10 weeks of 10 milligrams now each dropper of this is six milligrams which is about the highest one you'll find most of them are like two milligrams so it's not this one has six milligrams per dropper full there's 48 six milligram dosages per bottle in this and the bottle i think is like 17 or or 18 i sell it for um so studies show 10 weeks of 10 milligrams of boron daily increased testosterone by 28.3% by an average control group. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It is. And again, that's just one of the things you can do to increase testosterone and it has all these other health benefits. I got a whole document here. It's 14 pages that really gets into all of the stuff and how it's been so, it's also, you can use it for bunions. You can use it topically on bunions because it will take whatever calcium is wherever in the body and, and put it where it needs to be. That's why it's so good for arthritis because it'll take arthritic spurs. And again, you could, you could put the boron over, like if, let's say you have a lot of arthritis in your back, 
Well, you could put the boron on the back, let it dry, and then what you could do is take some pharmaceutical grade DMSO, put it over the boron, it'll drive it right into the body, and then take it sublingually, then you've got the boron working topically to get rid of the arthritis, arthritic spurs. Now, granted, if, if you have degenerated discs and, you're, and your disc space is like next to nothing, it's not going to bring that back. It can't. I mean, you, God is the only one that could do that. I don't know how to do that nutritionally. Because once they're degenerated, I don't know how to get those back. But what it could do is stop the progression and absorb a lot of the spurs that might be putting pressure on the nerves. You could use it topically on the hands. You could use it topically on bunions, wherever you might have arthritis. You know, And then if you do it with something like MSM or a glucosamine sulfate or something like that, you're actually going to help re rebuild the cartilage. Okay, because the cartilage is sulfur based in the body and it needs sulfur. So I've been doing both the MSM and the boron very faithfully and, and my joints are feeling great. I mean, just awesome, like better than they felt in years because I lift heavy weights and I've had a lot of muscular issues, not any injuries, just a lot of muscular issues where I have to like go and do foam rolling and stuff like that. And it's almost like since I started this protocol, I'm like, man, I'm so much better. I'm so much better. I feel better now than I did 10 years ago on it. So, you know, for what it's worth, I wanted to throw that in today. And I, again, if you want my, if you want my doc on boron, um, uh, you know what, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll tag this. I'll add this on the end of the study for today. I'm going to give you, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the protocol for COVID-19 like I always do. And at the end of that, I'm going to put another 14-page boron, um, this boron doc I've got on the end of it. So the, the PDF for today is going to be probably like close to 50 pages. I don't know, 40, 50 something pages because it was already a huge PDF for today. But that way you'll have it and, and then you don't even need to email me, Okay. So, um, some of it's kind of technical, some of it's not, but it's, it's all good stuff. If you really want to know about it, it's, it's amazing. It's also great, great for parasites, menopausal symptoms, sex hormones, allergies, can systemic candida. Uh, I believe it kicks fluoride out of the body. Yeah. It does that too. Yeah. All these. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and just, um, I'm going to put this on the end here. So you have it. So anyway, God bless you. I'm over on time and Lord willing, we will see you in the next study.